Welcome to Indisputable. I'm Sharon Reed. Dr. Richie has earned the day off and joining us. Well, this is the first. Wozni Lambry. We've not been together before. I hope you've been warned. TYT contributor. This could be an interesting ride. You never know what I'm going to say uh, because I don't know. <laughs> but I hope you had um, a good respite. You celebrated the holiday. Absolutely. I hope that was good for you. Um, what do you say, though, Wozni, uh, that we jump right into it? Let's do uh, it. I'm excited. Okay. Um, and let's see if this gets your um, cackles up. Former Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin will survive. That's what doctors say. Being stabbed in prison. Let's give you the details on this. Derek Chauvin is expected to survive a stabbing attack in prison, officials say. This is the second high-profile stabbing of a federal prisoner since July, when convicted serial sexual abuser Dr. Larry Nasser, remember him, was stabbed by a fellow inmate at a penitentiary in Florida. So Chauvin is the latest. In case you don't remember the face that is attached to the body, that is attached to the knee, there he is. Former Minneapolis police officer was convicted of murdering George Floyd, was stabbed in prison by a fellow inmate on Friday. Minneapolis Attorney General's office has said Chauvin is likely to survive right now in stable condition. Here's what we know. Chauvin was serving his punishment at a federal prison in Tucson when another person incarcerated there stabbed him and left him critically wounded at about 12.30 p.m. local time on Friday. The Guardian providing the details for us. Prison staff performed life-saving measures on Chauvin before he was brought to a hospital for treatment. The AP's reporting indicated staffing shortages, security lapses, they have plagued the Tucson prison where Chauvin was stabbed. Let's take a look at the mugshot. Remind you, no longer an officer, and you know why. Chauvin's family says they were kept in the dark regarding the details of the stabbing. Chauvin's mother, Carolyn Valenti, says this. How the hell do these news agencies know? And his own mother doesn't even know. And that prison has an emergency contact number for me. Paulenti told the outlet. Paulenti explained she's worried and scared about her son's condition. I can't even think what to say. I haven't been to bed and made a path in my kitchen and living room by pacing. New York Post with the quote there. Derek Chauvin's attorney says the ex-cop is a target for other inmates. Imagine being targeted by a body of people just because of a part of you, part of your past or who you are, we'll say. Once a cop, always a cop. Imagine if you were just targeted just for being you. That's how Chauvin's attorney says his client feels. These inmates who want to make a name for themselves in the aftermath of the stabbing incident. Chauvin's attorney, Greg Erickson, said that his client's case makes him a target. There's a huge portion of the inmate population that wants to make a name for themselves by killing him. Lana Blackstar with the quotation there. What Minnesota Attorney General Keith Ellison says, well, we'll show you. Ellison, I am sad to hear that Derek Chauvin was the target of violence. Ellison told the outlet in a statement. He was duly convicted of his crimes. And like any incarcerated individual, he should be able to serve his sentence without fear of retaliation or violence. That's another quote that does strike me. 
be able to live without fear, violence, retaliation. Wozni, Derek Chauvin is, uh, well, he has a heart, I suppose, that beats. He's alive, he's breathing. And I don't want to ever subscribe to something where people are victimized in a way that they have victimized other people, right? Uh, but the mother's statements hit me as hard as they did the day she gave those mitigating statements that people give when someone's convicted and they want the judge to go light on them. She talked about him not being able to go home for a turkey dinner. She talked about not being able to hug him. Not once did she mention the murder victim, first name George, last name Floyd, leaving behind a daughter. So it's tough for me to feel sympathetic here. Even though I believe prisons have to do better, a sentence is a sentence and it shouldn't come with street justice, if you will, prison justice. What do you say? Yeah, I I would like to say, first of all, obviously Derek Chauvin committed a heinous crime for which he deserves to be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. Um, I'm somebody who thinks prison is enough. I honestly don't believe in an eye for an eye sort of mentality, this idea that he should be you know, brutally murdered himself the way that he did George Floyd. I, I just don't think that's how um, an honorable society should function. I think this guy should be in prison and, and, and prison, is bad enough. And and honestly, I analogize it to what's happening over there in Palestine. Um, you know, the Israeli government will come out and say, because of what these folks did, what Hamas did on October 7th, we should be able to go out and indiscriminately do anything in retaliation. I just don't believe in that type of mentality. So no, I don't think this guy should get stabbed to death in prison. But you know, I I can't say that I'm sad. That his stay in prison is, you know, quite uncomfortable. That that's the nature of how these things go. I agree with you, and I don't. Again, I don't believe in this either, eye for an eye. But I want to focus on the reaction. I believe I called the mother daft. <laughs> okay, vapid when she gave her statement in court about her little Derek missing again the Sunday dinner, and when I read the statements from the mother. The attorney, she's worried and scared. I haven't been to bed. They had my number. Why would the news find out before me? I can't help but to think of a little girl who doesn't have a father, and I'm sure she found out in a way that was horrific. The family of George Floyd, as his body was carted off to the hospital. I wonder when they found out, because a lot of other people knew he was dead. Chauvin's attorney, okay? He's a target. Well, I'll clue you in, in case you didn't know, I'm black. And there's not a day that goes by that a black man, black woman, black person leaves their house and doesn't in some way feel targeted. So that's my focus here that I get it. You love your son and I think children, moms, relatives should be off limits, you know? God forbid, I'm gonna love my daughter anyway. But it's just the my Derek is more valuable than anyone else. The prison didn't just get like this, okay, Wozni? They've been like this. I wonder how much she cared before. 
I, you know, I, I can't speak to her thinking before. I will say, like you, I've known many a delusional and hysterical mom. So that part. I, I can't I can't be surprised that this lady uh doesn't take other anything else into account when thinking about her own son. I, I can't begrudge her for that. But you know, like like you, I would I would hope that she could find it in herself to think about the family that was victimized by her son and what they go through on a day-to-day, week-to-week, holiday-to-holiday basis. So, you know, that's what I would hope for her. Can I tell you something, Wozni? I've never met her. I have no right to say this, but I'm going to. She has not thought about the murder victim, the murder victim's daughter, the family. I haven't thought about them, okay? She's supporting the appeal, as I probably would, God forbid again, if that were mine, but she's um, still leaning on, in my view, white privilege. I want people to serve their sentences if we must have all of these prisons and cages, and I don't want them hurt. But what, what do you think a knee does, by the way? How many minutes was it? And that wasn't the only incident that came up in his history, wearing blue, plain God. And so I, it's hard. I don't want to be this person, okay? It's the holiday season, but I can't help it. I'll give you the last word. Yeah, I just hope that this guy, uh, Derek Chauvin, um, keeps his head on a swivel uh, and understands the serious predicament that he finds himself in. And and this is the honest to God's truth. I really, truly do think it would be worse for him to fill, fulfill that sentence than it would to die, to mm-hmm. be quite honest. Um, that's yeah. how abhorrent the the prison system is. Like, you know, it's one of these things that I tell folks, like we can't be all about prison reform and treating inmates humanely and that type of thing when it's our own people. Like, <laughs> you know, like we got to understand that the prison system is abhorrent. Like the sky is going to go through it throughout the course of this sentence. Um, I just hope for his own sake that he stays on his P's and Q's. Yeah, mental health too. Um, if If he does survive, and he'll probably be even more isolated. And remember, this is federal prison. It ain't state now, okay? <laughs> if you're getting stabbed in federal prison, can you imagine if, okay? Remember he did that little, I'll plead to this. I want to serve my time federally. I would too. There's a salad bar, but apparently there are knives, shanks, something. And um, well, hopefully he'll recover and serve the rest of his sentence. One last thing, mom, he did get a turkey dinner, okay? They served him turkey Thanksgiving. I saw it on TMZ, okay? We'll move on to, um, well, it does seem like they'd be two peas in a pot. I, I, I would say they'd be friends, only this one wasn't convicted, okay? And he has a very ugly crying face. This is the mugshot, though, when he was arrested. Kyle Rittenhouse mocked now. He won't go away. He's pitching a book. It's titled, Acquitted. Okay. We know you weren't convicted. Killed two people, but you weren't convicted. We got it. Okay. Kyle Rittenhouse either wants to make sure the public does not forget he got off scot free or it's a money grab. You pick. I'm not sure. Well, maybe I am. Okay. 
He killed those two demonstrators in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Lena Blackstar providing details for us. Rittenhouse shared this post on X, formerly known as Twitter, with a link to pre-order his book, Acquitted. How original. You see the lettering, the logo, the smirk. Does he have a mustache? Did he always have that? Very young. Perhaps, perhaps, maybe put it on in post. Uh, Let's give you the quote uh, from the post. Here he is again, he wants us to know about his background. Kyle Rittenhouse is just like many of us. He didn't enjoy privilege, according to him. I never wanted to be a public figure. I was homeless as a small child raised in government subsidized housing. My goal was to be a cop or a paramedic, the 20 year old wrote. I went to Kenosha to help my community not become a whipping boy in the national debate. Less than three minutes, the direction of my life was horribly altered when I was forced to defend myself with deadly force. So much was said and written about me that was not true. Well, now for the first time, he goes on to say, I want to tell my story. My name is Kyle Rittenhouse. I was attacked. I defended myself. I was prosecuted. I was acquitted. Hmm. No release date yet on the website. Not clear if he has a publishing deal, but he has help. Court TV reported Kyle Rittenhouse's lawyer, Mark Richards, and Texas scorecards, Michael Quinn Sullivan, are contributing to his efforts. Rittenhouse emphasized that the book is an opportunity to tell his account following what happened during the August 2020 incident in Kenosha, amid civil unrest following the shooting of Jacob Blake, the black man who was shot several times in the back by local police. Rittenhouse was 17 at the time when he fatally shot the two demonstrators identified as Joseph Rosenbaum. On the left, Anthony Huber Center with an assault style weapon. Another man, Gage Broskowitz, on the right, injured. Following the incident, Kyle argued that he was acting in self-defense. The following year, Rittenhouse was acquitted of the charges against him. He was hailed by the right-wing community. Are they both doing the thumbs up? Are you? I just, (laughs) really? Gaining support of former president, the indicted 45, Donald Trump. He never wanted to be a public figure. Wasn't that part of a statement that I just read? I don't know. Sometimes I'm losing. I didn't eat today. But I thought I just read a statement that said he never wanted to be a public figure. And there he is. He somehow stumbled into the White House with that guy, now under indictment in several states. Just like he stumbled, I guess, into Kenosha, Wisconsin, when he blasted three demonstrators and the police gave him bottled water. This is one unlucky guy who must need the money, must need the money. Well, the response was swift to Rittenhouse's book announcement. Lana Blackstar again, noting people slammed him on social media. One labeled him, quote, absolute garbage. And ex-user Jim Clark said this, and I think a lot of people might feel this way. Jim Clark might speak for you at home. Just go away, rotten house, typo. No one is interested in your self-aggrandizing, self-promoting, self-pitying twaddle. 
I'd not heard that word before. You've outlived your usefulness to the right, and everyone else thinks you're a murderer. Somebody else cited OJ. I didn't include that quote fully because I didn't quite understand it, but OJ was acquitted. And so go play golf with OJ, maybe. There it is. There it is. What say you, for someone who never wanted to be a public figure, the jury has spoken. He had an ugly crying face. He says his <laughs> life, well, I can't, do you not remember? Come on, Shit. I know you're a stand-up guy, Wozni. Come on, man, Shit. we all saw it, Wozni. You know, because it's not a good actor. I've been in some flicks, some TV shows. Uh, have I'm not you, the best Have actor. you been in anything I've I seen? Have. Sure, okay. You like P-Valley? One of my yes, I've seen though. a few episodes. Yeah, of I that. got to be in that a couple times. Okay, Not, were you a stripper? No, but oh, I wouldn't mind if they bring me back. I'll consider it. <laughs> it's a new world. That. Why can't I do the news and a little? Right, <laughs> I can't work it like they do. My God, the bodies. When I was on this set, I got to tell. We were talking about Kyle Rittenhouse. Nice try. Okay, <laughs> the ugly crying face. A jury of his. Privilege peers, I added the privilege part, but you know where I'm going with this. I'm not trying to make everything about a white kid who's done wrong. But this is the case of a white kid that did wrong and he won't go away. Why won't he go away and leave us alone? I think he got used to the right wing martyrdom gravy train. As you, I'm sure, know, Sharon, as soon as some right winger, you know, gets kicked out of a university or loses a job at some corporate whatever for being racist, sexist, bigoted, they get to go on these speaker tours at every single CPAC, every single convention, every single, you know, uh, right winger palooza. It's a whole circuit that they got mm. going on. And and Kyle Rittenhouse was a big attraction on the circuit after he got away with killing those two people. Um, and obviously, you know, the well is sort of dried up and now he's coming with a book. I just find it laughable, the idea that nobody knows this kid's story. He's only been telling it far and wide for the last three years, it's it's absurd, you know. And so, yeah, now he's got a book like object um, that he's selling to to people. Um, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not surprised that it's come to this point because this is how it goes. Um, you get to go on your martyrdom pity tour, and you will get lauded in the right wingers to be like, oh, can you believe how vicious those liberals are? And then it's, you know, it's over. I hope he saves some stuff for a rainy day because it gets pretty rainy out there. I just, I don't get it, okay? But I will advise you this, not that you would even think about doing this, but if you want to run away from home with an assault rifle and walk down the middle of the street and blast people, you understand that this is not going to be your life. Right. You yeah, know that, no, right? I, yeah, okay. I, I would never try to be yeah. a right winger. <laughs> right. Well, and do and, the things that they do. I, I wouldn't curse right. out the cops. I wouldn't brandish a weapon in front of the police. Yeah. Um, I know that might not, that would probably certainly not end very well for me. So, no, that's that's yeah. not in my list of two to do things. Well, that's good, Wellesley, because neither will jogging in some rural parts of Georgia. You might not want to attempt that either. 
Okay, because that could go terribly wrong as well. I don't understand white privilege because I'm not white. And it's really sad when you think of the victims, their families, and that this kid with that fuzzy thing, that little caterpillar thing on his lip won't go away, won't go away as long as he doesn't cry anymore. This is indisputable. Wozni Lambrey is our special guest co-host today, TYT contributor, stand-up guy. Is that your government name? Is that your government name? Do I need to provide a social security? No, I'm not going to ask you for your papers. Okay, somebody else might though. This is indisputable. Dr. Richie has the day off. I'm trying to behave, but my blood sugar is low and it's going to go the way it goes. We're right back. Welcome back to Indisputable. Dr. Rashad Ritchie has the day off. I'm Sharon Reed. Wozni Lambrey. Is that, what's the origin? TYT contributor extraordinaire. <laughs> what's the origin? I've not heard this. So name. it's one of those things where, like, a lot of times when I'm asking my Nigerian or I love it. people from Ghana or Senegal, like normally when they have a name that isn't, you know, uh, Karen or Jack, there's like some dope origin to it, right? It means like <laughs> prince that was promised or something yes. like that. Unfortunately for me, my Haitian ass dad just made up the name. He literally <laughs> just invented there's the name. There's not prince in Haiti. There is no, there's, there's no sick me. origin. It's not my oh, grandfather's wow. name. It's not... <laughs> Some family heirloom. My dad literally just made up the name, which is a thing that Haitian people do. I like it. I like it. So yes, pen a book. It can be. You know, (laughs) it's a very memorable name, and I love it. We love you. you We love so much. You're Um, very kind. Yeah, you are part of the draw of this great TYT. We love. You're one of the reasons why so many people sign up and are loyal members of the powerful TYT network. We'll keep fighting despite a struggling media landscape because of the support of you, our members. 951,000 subscribers on YouTube, just like that. Just by keeping it real, being honest, power to the people. You make TYT possible with membership. Be part of the work we do. Sign up as a member, tyt.com slash join, or just click the join button. You see how easy we make it for you? We want you to be part of this thing. We don't want you to miss anything. We'll always be back with more. Join us. Let's hit the million mark, shall we? Okay. We need to be a million strong, but mostly to go after a certain kind of person, okay? Who's gotten a lot of airtime on this show. It's that time again. I wish it Karen would. You want to call the police on them for having a barbecue on a In Sunday? Let me 
my daughter would say, you nasty. What in the, I mean, never seen it on Survivor, not Housewife, not loving hip hop. I've never seen anything like, it's trashy behavior. Who does that? Who does that? Woman on a Frontier Airlines flight, that's who. Threatened to pee in the aisle when a flight attendant blocked her from using the restroom. Going so far as to pop a butt naked, naked squat. Next to horrified passengers, it's very traumatizing. She's been nicknamed PP Patty. And that should stick for the rest of her life. Grandkids should call her that. Grandma PP Patty. She earned it. And I don't feel a bit sorry for her. Folks who were there say it all went down on a flight from somewhere in Florida to Philadelphia. Uh, that's where I grew up. And you're not about to do that. Okay. You're about to see. Same people who booed Santa Claus and Destiny's Child are not going to put up with it. Okay. It's not happening. One passenger is accusing the woman of threatening to kill another person on board again. When will we see the end of this trashy behavior, Wozni? This is unbelievable. It's it's a mental health epidemic in the country. I would ju- I would just like to tell the viewers <clears throat> at home a, a golden rule, no pun intended. Never expose your genitals in public, please. For the love of God, don't do that. But I will say this, Sharon. Um, I really hope that Amtrak and Greyhound have a great rewards program because this Ooh. woman will absolutely never be allowed to fly again. Uh, they get pretty strict about that no-fly list. And yeah, she's earned herself a one-way ticket. To she's not even gonna be able to get on spirit, y'all. Oh. Like it's it's over for her. All those extra fees, one bag. <laughs> okay. Well, so what you're saying is this behavior reached such a level. I mean, she peed. It's, she definitely peed on the plane. That she will not be permitted. That's what you're saying. She won't be permitted to fly because not, society they, has they're, they're some rules left. Her. Yes, right. thankfully. Right. The only problem with your analysis, Wozni, is. I know somebody who was still allowed to fly. I know somebody who was still allowed to fly. Okay. I don't know what happened in Russia, but the rumor has it that person was allowed to fly. Oh my goodness. Okay. Can you please. And I'm, I'll move on, but I'm just saying. These are rumors. It depends on And some people <laughs> like that kind of thing. I'm just saying. I find it despicable. I'm just it, saying that, don't you? Can't say blanket statement. Because we're not we're not going to kink shame, Sharon. Okay. That's not what we're gonna do on the program today. Okay. And thankfully, <laughs> those acts allegedly didn't happen on an airplane. And so mm. it's good to go. You know, I'm yeah. sure they still get Delta One and all of that. They still mm. get lounge access, pre-check still showing love, clear still escorting them to the front of the line because they did it within the privacy and the confines. Of their own home, public mm-hmm. lewd behavior—it it can't be tolerated. And again, this is this, these are just rumors, and okay. there's no evidence to this. And even if there was, Sharon, we're not going to kink shame. Mm. People like what well, they I like. I don't understand it. I'm just consenting a mom, adults can nothing's you know. going on here, and I don't <laughs> understand it. But I I will tell you this, and we'll leave it there. I don't want to be. I don't want to stoop 
this low. <laughs> you don't? I don't. Okay, but I'm just now getting my groove back here. I mean, for the show, been off a little bit. I will say this: PP Patty should be ashamed of herself. I also believe I know who she voted for. Okay, let's leave it there. How about a double dose? You want to call the police on them for having a barbecue on a Sunday? You feel free. Back off. I'm going to tell them there's an African American man threatening my life. Please get out from under my dock. Really? Yeah, really. Why? Because it's my dock and you're not allowed to be there. It's against the law. So I'd like you to get out from under my dock. I got it. Here, get the hit. Bitch, we can be here as long as we're not tied to your dog. No, you can't be under it. You can't. I can be anywhere in the intercoastal waterway as long as I'm not tied to your property, bitch. We'll call the sheriff and call. Yes, I got a speed dog. Just untie. That's so stupid. I can't stand dumb Yankee bitches like you, bitch. You need to get back up north where you came from. That's crazy. Stupid. Wow. Wow. There's more. You don't have my permission to be videotaping me, so how are you videoing me? And how long have we been out here and she did not want That's what I'm saying. We've been out here for two hours, bitch. Now you gonna come say something? <laughs> are you gonna call the cops yet or is she videoing us? Didn't catch a damn thing. Was it worth it? Not even a little bitty sunfish. My parents used to take us fish. I didn't want to go anyway with those waders. My dad would get us these waders. And I don't know, I can't see the bottom. We're stepping out there. A little sunfish. Who's going? I don't want to eat that. They didn't catch a thing. What is with these people, Wozney, who won't leave the dock? Now, she would have been wrong had she done the hat or grabbed a chair. Okay, and you know what I'm referring to. That would have been wrong, right? She simply said, please leave my dog. They called her all kind of be this, be that. Cussed her out, didn't catch a thing. Why? It's just entitlement. That's all it is. It's just a level of entitlement, this idea that you should have domain over anybody's property, no matter what, just by... You know, just the greatness of your own existence, right? Yeah. Uh, it's it's rampant in our society, unfortunately. And you know, of course, he starts in with the berating and the b words, and told her to put a penis in her mouth and, oh, and all kinds goodness. of crazy stuff like that. I I was I'm not gonna lie, I, you know, it's the the sexism and misogyny on display was quite appalling. But I didn't understand why. 
The Northeast has to catch a straight. Like, yeah. what's wrong with being from up north? What's wrong with being a Yankee doodle, Sharon? Like, I, I'm, I just I didn't understand why the day. whole region <laughs> had to catch one like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's despicable. And now you see why. I'm not excusing it. Why Aquaman dove in the water, <laughs> climbed out, and whoops, man. Now you see why, right? Because people are tired of being called out of their name. It's her dog. She paid for it. She was polite about it. She did. They were probably loud anyway, throwing beer cans. Just details I added, no evidence. But the point is, this is her property. And she did not want them there. You could say, eh, just let it, let it alone, let it be. But shouldn't there be some kind of order, consequence, decorum? Just a little bit, Wilson. Yeah, I'm in absolute agreement with you, but you know, sometimes it's hard to level with people who are waiting for the South to rise again. You know, oh, so it's, it's tough. Did I see a Confederate flag on that boat? I'll ask the team to take a look back at the footage. It's I, it's probably true. It's it's again, somebody's just civil and just calmly asks you, like, sir, like we get it, you've been here, but you don't have any right to and so just move on with your day being completely reasonable and to just be met with that level of negativity yeah. and you know the words the language is it's 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 scary that kind of language and you're right the graphic nature of the statements and um they ought to be cited uh we have much more to come this is indisputable. I'm Sharon Reed, filling in for Dr. Rashad Ritchie today. Wozni Lamry is our special guest co-host, TYT contributor extraordinaire. Much more to come. We're right back. Welcome back to Indisputable. I am Sharon Reed and for Dr. Rashad Ritchie today. Wozni Lamry is our special guest co-host today. You enjoy his commentary. As a TYT contributor, uh, it's that time. You might as well get the merch, right? Shop TYT sale. I love a good sale. And it's Cyber Monday. And look what we're doing for you 25% off site wide at shoptyt.com. Use the code Cyber25. Look how easy that is. You can remember that. Use that at checkout to stock up on favorite TYT gear at shoptyt.com. I want to know what uh, you all are saying. Let's get into some comments quickly, if we can. Chauvin stabbed in federal prison. He will survive. His mother was complaining. Why didn't anyone call me? I'm worried sick about Derek. Carly says, good. I am very happy that he will survive to live a long life behind bars. Well, you made the point that it's, um, it's not the kind of life you want to live. And he's got a long time. And remember, you, you have to serve a good chunk of that federal sentence. Uh, Seth Michael Draginski, I can empathize without sympathizing. That's exactly where I am with both of them. As a progressive, I am driven by empathy more than sympathy. Sympathy is personal and subject to unjust decisions. Empathy-driven motivation allows us to offer justice to those who denied it to us. That is my understanding of being progressive. Well, that is dignified, that is noble. Very nice, Seth. About Rittenhouse, who's the other person Seth was 
referencing. Carl Rittenhouse stands before us as a fine example for everything racist, predatory, criminal, pandering, pathetic, and twisted oddball creepy here in the USA. I thought he was just gonna call Kyle racist, but then strung a lot of things together. Nostra science, good alliteration. That is your opinion. YouTube now about Chauvin. The USA really needs to fix prison violence. Malcolm X says they should have kept him in solitary. He'll be there as he heals. He might be there for a long time. No sunlight. Uh, One other thing about PP Patty. She peed on the plane. She got mad because the flight attendant said, you can't, I can't get you to the lavatory right now, Patty. So she pulled down her pants and she peed right there and cussed everybody out. Okay, she should never live it down. Archie 15 says they need to start screening for Karens at the gate. Yeah, TSA, how'd she get by you? Stephanie says lifetime ban. Snack Panther last one says stay classy, San Diego. It's too late for PP Patty. Uh, Let's move on with the show. Everyone enjoyed their turkey? If you celebrate it, okay, it's there's a lot of lies told about how this whole Thanksgiving started, but I ate turkey. Um, so my bird, yours was probably one of the unlucky ones. Meantime, though, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, the great governor of Arkansas, pardoned a turkey. It's a tradition. It's what they do. Too bad she denied clemency for a wrongly convicted black man. Pardoned turkey, but wouldn't adjust. The sentence of a black man. Atlanta Black Star with the details. Arkansas Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders facing criticism this Thanksgiving after she pardoned a turkey, but has continued to refuse clemency to a developmentally disabled black man who legal advocates claim was wrongly convicted in the murder of an elderly woman three decades ago. 1991, Charlie Vaughn. One of four men convicted for the 1988 murder of 81-year-old Myrtle Holmes. But in 2015, a different suspect confessed to the crime. And new evidence has since emerged that appears to support Vaughn's claim of innocence. This is 30 years later. There's his mugshot. Arkansas Division of Correction. In June, Stuart Channon, Vaughn's attorney since 2016, submitted the clemency petition to Sanders, outlining the newly uncovered information. In the case, however, the governor's office went mum on the request for a month, prompting Channing to reach out for an update in July. That is when Sanders' chief legal counsel sent an email to Channing saying Sanders would not be granting clemency in the case, adding that Vaughn would be eligible to reapply for commutation in 2029. Six more years. So taking office in January, Sanders administration has prioritized strengthening criminal justice policies, fulfilling campaign pledges. In April, Sanders signed legislation that eliminated parole for certain crimes, raised the parole criteria for other offenses, and reduced the time prisoners can deduct from their sentences for good behavior. The bill also included funding for the construction of a new state prison because we always need another one, don't we? This one will have three thousand beds and it'll still be overcrowded. America, look at your life, look at your life. Recently at a November 17th press conference, Sanders 
And Arkansas Attorney General Tim Griffin expressed dissatisfaction with the State Board of Corrections, which rejected a proposal to add 500 more beds in existing prisons across the state. Got to get that money. Got to get that money. Got to get that money. Sanders has faced pressure in recent weeks to reconsider her stance, with some speculating that she was using the Vaughn case to boost her national profile among conservatives while positioning herself as a potential vice presidential running mate in 2024. Human being, politics. Human being, politics. Sleep with the TV on, and that way the thoughts won't. You know, you can live with yourself if you sleep with the TV on. It will take over the other thoughts running through your mind. State political watchers say Sanders may be hesitant because her father, former Arkansas Governor Mike Huckabee, faced criticism for his own clemency decisions, including the 2009 case in which Maurice Clemens, a prisoner granted release by Huckabee nine years earlier, murdered four police officers in Washington state. Her mother Jones, according to an investigation by journalist Radley Balco, Vaughn was held in jail for a year and insisted on his innocence before a publicly assigned attorney advised him to confess in order to avoid the death penalty. Vaughn's confession contradicted the facts of the crime, but the judge sentenced him to life in prison anyway, commenting, I'm sure that some governor somewhere down the road will reduce the sentence or commute it to a term of years. (laughs) Mother Jones, but not you, huh, Judge? You don't even want to make sure that this plea fits the crime, you just kick it down the road, kick that can down the road. Decades later, another one of the four, Reginald Early, confessed to the crime and insisted he had acted alone. As a result, the two other suspects had their convictions overturned. But because Vaughn, imprisoned, illiterate, without an attorney, remember, folks, justice costs. He did not file a claim within a year. The state argued that he could not benefit from the new evidence. Federal courts rejected Vaughn's appeals to be freed. And last year, the Arkansas Parole Board rejected his petition. That seems fair. Education system failed him. And then he entered the system that continues to do so. December 2022, Shannon sought to deliver Vaughn's petition to then Governor Asa Hutchinson before his term ended in January. However, the state constitution requires the governor to issue a 30-day notice of intent to grant clemency, timeline that exceeded the remaining days in Hutchinson's terms. These technicalities, really, Arkansas, really? Vaughn's lawyer told Balco he received no explanation for why Sanders rejected Vaughn's clemency petition. Unless the Arkansas Supreme Court grants a habeas petition for Vaughn, unlikely event. The best hope for release from prison is to reapply for clemency in six more years. I've concluded in the first couple of sentences of this one, Wozni, they don't give a damn about the facts of this case, nor this black man. And um, they don't even care that we're talking about it. They don't even care that a spotlight's on it, except that as the article speculates, Going against this clemency request for Governor Huckabee would be good for her politically. And she didn't get enough of Trump. So if he's the guy indicted in several states, 
She wants to be his running mate. Hmm. What do you say? Obviously, it's quite gross that every single Republican is always auditioning to be Donald Trump's shoeshine, boy or girl. It's, you know, it's unbecoming and it's disgusting. But at the same time, if we're being honest with ourselves, her decision to not grant this obviously innocent man clemency is right in line with the politics of the Republican Party. It's a politics of cruelty. It's a politics of disdain for your fellow citizen, man, woman, and neighbor. And so you can't be surprised by the choice that she's undertaken. And, you know, if you've ever, if you paid any attention to Sarah Huckabee Sanders' career, she is quite unimpressive. There's nothing, she's never accomplished anything but for the fact that she was you know, Mike Huckabee's kid. And that's it. She she makes George W. Bush look like the shining example of the meritocracy, if we're being honest here. She's she's not <laughs> she's not a thing and never was. And so that she would conduct herself this way and not try to be a distinguished civil servant, but you know, just another political hack who is riding the coattails of her dad's own political career. We shouldn't be surprised by that. No, and that she made a big deal about this turkey. I don't know what the name of, you know how they always give the turkey a name, get over it. I'm not even sure the turkey was pardoned. This probably got roasted right after that because nothing's honest these days. They probably had a feast right there at the governor's mansion. I have no proof of this, I'll give you that disclaimer. No evidence, not a shred. It's my gut. It's my journalistic gut that is telling me they roasted a bird. Maybe they fried it out back, governor's mansion. But I uh, would need to see evidence that the turkey's alive today because, again, it's just not honest. And you raised the Nepo baby situation. And I think that when you're a Nepo baby, you are required to do so little. You just live off your name, family, money, whatever. Would it be too much to ask for for you to just consider it? Do you believe they even considered this request? Or they just, said, eh, I don't even think they read it. I mean, I, I don't want to think that they're so stupid in their politics that they would just dismiss this as an idea of just goodwill, public goodwill, even if, you know, let's be honest, it's Arkansas. There is a segment of the population there who are still mourning the abolition of slavery. Like we get it. Like there's definitely a, a, a an audience that is about that. But, you know, for the most part, man, these are decent people, a developmentally disabled adult um, doesn't need to rot in prison. I, I think they could have won some political points on there. But if you if you're playing to an audience of one, um, that being Donald Trump, then you know these types of decisions start to make more sense. I, I don't want to think they didn't consider it. I don't. I mean, could they be that stupid, that contemptuous yeah. of their constituents that they think that the, that everybody's as heartless and depraved as they are? Well, I don't want to disparage anyone. No, not you. Come on. I don't want to do it, okay? (laughs) Except on Mondays at 327, (laughs) maybe. Then I do, okay? 
But I looked at her Facebook page and she's grinning with a big turkey fresh out the oven from just a couple of days ago. Again, I have no proof, but it's my gut that tells me that's the turkey. She didn't give even pardon to the bird. It's just me. We'll move on. We'll monitor things. If anyone has proof that the turkey is still alive and living on a farm somewhere eating those pellets, send it to me and I will do a retraction. Okay. And blame me, not Wozni. I'm the one who said it. Let's go to uh, this next one. Hmm. Michigan man who shot at a black man faces eight years for his hate crime. Anthony Mangiapane, Michigan man, has been found guilty by a Macomb County jury of one charge of ethnic intimidation, two additional offenses in connection to a 2022 shooting where he yelled the N-word at a black pedestrian before firing his rifle at the man. He currently faces up to eight years after serve a minimum of two years in prison. Now, see, as I'm giving you the details, my blood is already boiling. I've just gotten triggered by what I just delivered to you. I'll explain. In addition to ethnic harassment, which carries a two-year felony, the jury found Mengia Payne guilty of assault with a deadly weapon, four-year felony, felony firearm charge for a mandatory two-year sentence. Incident occurred July 25th, 2022 in a suburban Detroit area. The victim innocently passed by Mangia Payne's Warren, Michigan shop. As the black man stood on the sidewalk, the 56-year-old raised his weapon in the doorway and shouted, and better get moving. It's according to Fox 2 Detroit. Shortly after he uttered that demand, he shot at 37-year-old St. Clair Shores, the resident, three times. Now, I'm, I'm this is Atlanta Black Star. Get, gotten the details from them, standing outside the shop, and all of a sudden, boom, boom, boom. Victim who was uninjured left the scene of the gunfire, went to a nearby location, called 911 to report that he was shot at. The dispatcher who picked up the call also heard the shooting still going on in the background. <laughs> Within three minutes, Warren police responded to the call, arriving at the two separate locations, meeting the victim, going to the business where they encountered a resistant Mangia pain, you don't say. After the shooting, Mangia Payne barricaded himself inside a business before later surrendering to police. Before he surrendered, police noticed and gathered rifle casings on the ground, believed to be from the reported shooting. After testing, the forensic lab concluded that the shell casing was indeed a match with the rifle with a green laser scope that belonged to Mangia Payne which was on the property. Jurors listened to the evidence against the business owner during a three-day jury trial in Macomb County Circuit Court, Mount Clemens, before coming to a guilty verdict. They reviewed evidence discovered by the Michigan State Police Bomb Squad, such as an M203 grenade shell, a cache of weapons, including a German Luger pistol, other kinds of pistols, shotguns, AR-15 style rifles high capacity magazines, also found on his property. Now, this is interesting, Nazi memorabilia, because that's just what was on the property. Yes, he's into this kind of thing, a collector. It's just about history. And a black star again, providing the details. Here's what made me hot. 
Okay, Wozni. It says he faces up to eight years. He'll have to serve a minimum of two. I can't think of a more appropriately labeled menace to society. I'm walking down the street. I mean, minding my own business. Oh, I wonder what's in this shot. And then boom, boom, boom. I leave the scene. You're still shooting. Okay. You've uttered the N word. This is a menace to society. This could very well graduate to something even worse, if you could believe it. What's to say? You have all these weapons. What's to say that you don't turn into some kind of mass shooter? Minimum of two years? Eight years? Something doesn't add up for me. Hate crime? Am I asking for too much? I don't, I don't look. I, I think if that guy gets convicted, I don't think um, any parole board would let him out after two two years. I, I find that hard to believe. Um, but again, in a country that's already just racked with way too much violence, um, obviously more violence than any of our peer wealthy nations. Nobody's more violent than us, particularly, excuse me, gun violence. But when that violence is racial in its nature, uh, it's even more disturbing, particularly because of the history of this country. And so, you know, it it just sucks to see this. Um, I, I hope this guy gets prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. And I hope the family of the victim, um, is doing, doing okay at this time. And the other thing is, so the, the police, it sounded like they didn't, I mean, a junior detective could have cracked this case. All the <laughs> evidence is right there. And he's collecting the Nazi stuff. And he's yelling. And the 911 Sharon, operator. Come on, these guys, come on, these guys are working just, hard, Sharon. Right. They're, they're we working do, hard the to figure it Crack this one in 30-minute episode with commercials, okay? Hmm? It would crack it. But what I'm saying is, you don't behave like this out of the blue. Did anybody check? Check his priors, okay? Or just walk the neighborhood with a bulletproof vest on and say, hey, does this guy always act like this? Do you believe this was the first time this person, alleged shooter, okay? Who, by the way, don't forget, Wozni barricaded when they did go talk to him. He got hot and barricaded himself inside the business. I don't believe that this is a one off. I can smell it. Can't you smell that? Smells like Nazis for sure. Yeah, exactly. Exactly what it smells like. Okay. And I want to agree with everything you said because I like you. I think we're like minded mostly. You might be a little more stand up than I am. <laughs> I may be a little petty, but just a little bit. Okay. You laugh too. But I have to disagree that no parole board is going to let him out. Really? Did you think so? You think he'll get out in two years with good behavior? I think he might even cop a deal. We will want to have our crack team follow this. And I mean, oh, he's facing eight years. He (laughs) behaved like a terrorist here. He really did. Okay? So I don't know why he's not hit with more attempted murder or something. Just because somebody's a bad shot. Okay? It sounds like you don't believe in rehabilitation, Sharon. Well, I do, except when I don't. <laughs> and I don't. Mangia Payne needs to get his come up and 
Okay. And they got to get him straight before he enters society again. If he's convicted, we do want to say he's charged, not yet convicted. I maybe should have stressed that, but I, I see what's going on here. This is indisputable. I'm Sharon Reed, keeping the seat warm for Dr. Richie. Don't worry, he'll be back. He'll be back. I promise you, he'll be back. And I hope he's enjoying himself somewhere. And Doc, don't, don't bother even watching right now. You can check it when you get back. And who knows if I'll be back, okay? I'm Sharon Reed uh, for today, filling in Wozni Lambry. TYT contributor extraordinaire is our special guest co-host. We're right back. Be proud like this black detective, proud doing the job. But she says she was belittled and told to work in a cell. Really? Yeah. Seattle detective says she was the face of the department's relationship with the black community, but behind closed doors, she was belittled and told to work in a cell. She became a member of the SPD in 1980 and faced race and gender discrimination on a daily basis as the only other female black officer. How lonely is that? Yeah. Detective Denise Cookie Bolden. 43-year veteran of the Seattle Police Department. She filed a $10 million tort claim in March, but it escalated to a lawsuit after the city failed to respond. Bolden says she faced years of gender and racial discrimination while working for the SPD and was retaliated against by her colleagues due to her outreach to communities of color. According to the Seattle Times, a 67-year-old detective was subjected to regular and continuous internal complaints about her relationship with the black community. Seattle's Rainier Beach Park was named after Detective Cookie last year in honor of her community outreach, which included teaching children learning by playing chess. Atlanta Black Star. According to the lawsuit, Bolden was harassed with dog feces being left in front of her work locker after complaining about colleagues bringing their pets to work. She also claims other officers failed to come to her aid when she needed backup. Lawsuit states Bolden was subjected to a culture of retaliation that deliberately put her life and safety in jeopardy. One white officer allegedly became incensed when she placed an African-American advisory council pamphlet on her desk to announce an event. Lawsuit asserts that the officer said, who puts this F and S on my desk? before throwing the pamphlet down on the floor. Sergeant made it clear that she did not want to work with any black people. Bolden claims several officers referred to black protesters on television as those people. And a South Precinct Sergeant referenced the KKK when he said, let's put on our hoods and sheets and clean up the valley of crime. Other offenses included colleagues suggesting that she conduct her work in a holding cell and crossing out the name of a black suspect on a bulletin and replacing it with the name of a black police officer. Lawsuit also states that Bolden has been repeatedly overlooked for overtime and career advancement and has been the subject of hostile and derogatory remarks by members of the SPD. The police detective is seeking compensatory general and special damages and injunctive relief, including implementing measures that protect Bolden and other SPD employees from further discrimination and retaliation. The trial date is set 
for November 4th of next year. Well, this is despicable. And just like I said about Mr. Manjiapane, who is up on hate crime charges after shooting at a black man walking past his shop, this can't be a one off for him. This lawsuit, not proven, outlines a series of not just harassing events, but her life in danger. To the sergeant, he never wanted to work with black people, allegedly. Black people probably knew better than to work with you. Who's going to back me up? Who's going to partner with me? This is outrageous. And I wonder when we're going to stop saying, Wozney, that boy, a bad apple here and a bad apple there. Leave apples out of this. The apples ain't got nothing to do with this. What is described here, if true, is systemic and not different than what we've heard before. Your turn. Yeah, first of all, everybody deserves to go to a workplace where they have respect and dignity. Like that's everybody's right. Everybody, no matter what the job is. I don't care if it's McDonald's. I don't care if it's, you know, NYPD, whatever, any police department. Every single person deserves to have dignity and respect when they show up to work. Um, you mentioned the, the the bad apples nonsense that we always get. It's not bad apples. It's a poisonous tree. Uh, I, I think a lot of times black folks go to work at certain institutions and they think they can, quote unquote, change the culture from within. Um, that's That's not a thing. The apparatus is built to do one thing. You cannot change the nature of the apparatus just by showing up. You don't do the thing that it's designed to do. You will be fired or you will be ostracized in such a way that will make you want to quit. And so I can't, it's sad, but I can't say I'm surprised by any of this behavior. You know, if, if a thing is, if, if a hammer is made to hit nails, you can't change it now into, you know, some other type of tool, right? Like it's going to do what it was designed to do and only that, no matter who goes in there and works. Um, I hope, you know, I hope she's able to sue the pants off these folks and get some restitution. But again, I can't say that I'm surprised that a police organization behaves like the goddamn police do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you're right. And we happen to see each other. Because what you describe about changing the culture, trying to win, leading by example, only to be shut down by the machine, this systemic racist machine. I don't know a person of color who hasn't faced that. Even Candace Owens probably faced it. She doesn't realize it. You faced it too. Okay, put in a box. Not allowed to stretch, not allowed to grow, but okay. Uh, let's not bring her into this. Wozni, leave her out of it. And let's just stick to the facts here. Don't let we don't need her for this argument. I too hope that this career officer who's done the people's work, just think about the lives she saved with her outreach and community building, right? Her diversity commitment while her colleagues let dogs poo poo outside her locker and threw her pamphlet down. How about that? Talked about putting on hoods. 
Um, if we could throw a picture up just one more time, I want to make one closing comment. This is a very serious lawsuit, but I do want to note something. Okay, this is a 43-year veteran of the forest. Now, do I tell you don't crack? I don't told you. Look at look at her. I thought they were going to say she'd been on the job 23 months. Okay, and that's just a tip of the hat to button up this story. That's what you got to look forward to, Sharon. <laughs> Well, maybe I was fishing. Just okay. being fine forever. That's, That's it. What I hope. I would hope so. No close-ups, <laughs> though. I just barely got in front of the TV. Didn't comb my hair, put on lipstick, but I appreciate you. I do. It's about the stories, and this next one will blow your mind. At least the number will. I hope he gets every bit of it. Enslaved family's descendant sues a company for $900 million. I smell money, and I think it's real. See what you think. Wall Street Journal, Neelan Youngblood. I love that name. And not just because he's filthy rich. An American physician, political figure, co-founder of private equity firm Barrows Capital Group, is writing a family wrong, he says was perpetuated by one of the country's largest oil companies. He and his family are suing ConocoPhillips, accusing it of depriving them of the fortunes from oil rich land in South Texas bought by his ancestors. They were freed enslaved people. They are seeking more than $900 million. Hmm. Generational wealth stolen, that's the allegation. Lawsuit may be a long shot, according to several lawyers in the energy sector. Young blood, a fixture in corporate boardrooms, Democratic political circle says he is undeterred. Dallas-based investor said a verdict against ConocoPhillips would rank as high as any deal he has closed and with a nearly $1 billion upside. If it goes to a verdict, I think we can get a lot more, he said. And the Wall Street Journal with the details. Conoco Phillips, meantime, Youngblood and his family allege ignored his family's claims to attract in the Eagle Ford Shale, one of the most productive oil regions in the nation. And that Conoco Phillips sided with a white family, the courts, to streamline royalty payments and drill as quickly as possible. The courts are also a defendant in Youngblood's lawsuit against Conical Phillips, along with a mineral rights company called West 17th Resources. Now, the roots of the legal battle reach back to the years following the Civil War. Youngblood's ancestors, the Eckfords, acquired the land after they were freed from slavery. In the decades after they died, the claim to the rightful ownership became muddy. In taking up the fight, for the Eckford side, Youngblood has become the champion of an extended family he didn't realize he had. While oil booms have been transformative for the bank accounts of countless landowners across Texas, few black people have benefited, in part because they were widely dispossessed of property in the Jim Crow era, during which the Eckfords became landowners. Between 1910 and the end of the 20th century, black farm Operators nationally lost more than 90% of their land, according to Thomas Wilson Mitchell, a professor at Boston College Law School. 2012, whites managed more than 86% of farms in Texas. 
according to Texas A&M's Natural Resources Institute, while blacks managed about 3%. Even if he loses, young blood, 67 years old, says it will have been worth the effort because the case brought his family closer as they try to honor their forebears achievement after being freed from slavery. This is about legacy. Youngblood and his family clinched a preliminary victory this summer when a Texas jury said they co-owned the disputed land, which the courts have ranched and hunted on since World War II. A final judgment was entered in this case earlier this month and the lawsuit against ConocoPhillips filed by Youngblood and his relatives is now expected to move forward in a separate court. A family lawyer said ConocoPhillips denied wrongdoing in court filings. Christopher Coolander, professor at South Texas College of Law, Houston, said that asking for over 900 million in damages seemed excessive, considering that the tract is only 147.5 acres. He said it would make sense for ConocoPhillips to side with the courts if supporting their claim helped the company deal with fewer royalty owners. I'm not sure I like this professor. I don't agree. I'm not an expert. But the reasoning sounds flawed, kind of silly. The expert heir's legal strategy has trod carefully on the subject of race, Youngblood said. In court, facing a white and Hispanic jury, the Youngblood family's lawyers focused on the paper trail of the land's ownership. Jury found Youngblood's family and the courts were co-owners of the land. Smart, very smart. Family hopes this lawsuit against Conical Phelps will unlock at least 900 million in damages. Sounds like a fair number to me. Huh. Does, which his lawyer said would include unpaid royalties, lawyer fees, punitive damages. This money, Youngblood said, would benefit present and future generations in his family. Regardless of the judgment, it's not going to change my life, he said. But for many of my relatives, it could be transformative. In the break, I was telling our crack. Producer Alan, I believe I favor the young bloods. Now, I mean, their eyes, my <laughs> eyes. I'm just okay. It's not about the money, but the reeds <laughs> have those almond-shaped eyes. They're very. The same I see color. it. Do I see, see it. it. I see it. Do you see it? Not yet. Now that you took the glasses okay. off, I, I'm so seeing I'm not it. Trying to be clear. Funny. I believe that I could be one of the relatives. Okay, and I'm going to ask my daddy. If we have young bloods in the family, just reach out. Absolutely, I, right? I think you could, you could get a piece of that pie That's when it's right. finally divided, That's and right. you could retire. You won't even have to be, you know, an excellent broadcaster anymore. <laughs> you can just live but off of that, that nice money. <laughs> right. I might just show up for fun. This story, though, I the reason that professor ticked me off. Oh, it's too much money. What are you talking about? For generations, this, this could change lives. Money that wasn't there could have been there. Land, pride, money, oil, cattle. This is what reparations is all about, folks. 3% of the farm land now in Texas, 86% is white, 3% after. Having land, suddenly it just changed hands. Follow the money, follow the paperwork. I think the strategy is brilliant here. What do you say? 
Folks got to understand that the country was founded as a colonial project. And what does that mean? Resource extraction. That's it. That's the name of the game since this place was, quote unquote, founded by the Europeans. And in the course of extracting said resources from the land, people get screwed over. That's that's the policy. That's the feature of the enterprise. It's not a bug. This is what they do. And so it, it's nice to see at least some people fighting to get some get back. But make no mistake about it, the entire point of the founding, quote unquote, of this place that we call America is resource extraction. You know, be it cotton, be it oil, be it whatever. Um, and so, yeah, I, I can't say I'm surprised, but, you know, it, it's nice. It's always heartening to see people fight back. Yeah. Just look at the Tulsa. It wasn't a race riot. It was a massacre of black people. It's called murder. You stole their property. You stole their land. And as I recall, on the 100th anniversary, Wozniak, the mayor of Tulsa said, well, reparations would be something that would divide the city. Let's, let's just start fresh. Well, I don't want to start fresh. I just want. What you stole from us. You also murdered people, and there should be consequences for that. Even if everyone's dead, there should be something published that says, Oh, did you know your grandfather was part of that? And so it's not about vilifying people, it's about what this country does to rectify things for other people. That's what it is. What divides the city of Tulsa now is race, opportunity, lack thereof. And I see this as the same thing, Mr. Youngblood. Reach out if we're kin, because I too would like to join this, this fight. Tell us how we can find your great work, Wozni. Uh, the ringer.com. Uh, if you have even a passing interest in pop culture or sports, check us out over there. And then, of course, listen to the woke bros with me and Nando Vila wherever you get your podcasts. Apologize to your daddy, too. Didn't deserve that. <laughs> Didn't deserve <laughs> he it. He did. He did. Nah, man. I like, I'm sorry, dad, on behalf of him. This is indisputable. Thanks for joining us. I'm Sharon Reed, filling in for Dr. Rashad Richie. We'll see you next time.